Welcome to What Did We Just Read, a podcast where two best friends read and review a different book each week. This week, we read The Checklist by Addie Woolridge, a diverse comedy about a lady just trying to keep it together despite all the chaos in her personal and professional life. We hope this episode adds a little structured chaos to your day. Enjoy! Justin just counted us down from eight. I can't. Why do you no Why do you do reasons. this? <laughs> the people, I, my goal with this podcast is to be as transparent as possible about all the ridiculous shit you do. Oh, what? Oh, uh, well, I do. Yes. We just spent 45 minutes trying to fix your microphone. That's not my fault. That's what? the fault. What do you mean? Of my computer. What do you mean? That's how was that my fault? I didn't do. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Oh my god, this is mm. what? How, Justin, how how I everything just <laughs> just everything. <laughs> we just spent forty five. I got a new microphone, so hopefully it sounds so good for you guys. Yeah, but for some reason, my new microphone and my new USB hub. And uh, the headphones I've already had have just decided that they don't want to work with my new laptop. Just doesn't want to mesh. And so I had to go to my work laptop for everything. Yeah. I did make sure that I had my notes this time. That's what I'm talking about. And All that right. they've synced. Why do <laughs> oh, I need? Why do I? Why do I need my notes, Justin? Because since we're talking about people fucking up. Okay. So look, <laughs> hear me out. Okay. So I didn't finish the book this week. All right. <gasps> I got 40% in. Don't give me a... <gasps> you had like trouble... Straight, like straight 40% in? Like you <clears throat> only got to 40%? Uh, it's like f- like 41%. Yeah, 41%. I'm sorry. I don't know. I just had a tough <laughs> a tough time reading this one. Uh, it just didn't catch my interest as much as the other ones. I feel so bad because I have been... <laughs> when I started this... We started this podcast and my, I said, I'm going to introduce you to romance. Yeah. I'm probably going to introduce you to some smut. Yeah. And so far, I've only delivered on one book that had romance and decent steam level, but like nothing mm-hmm. smutty. Yeah. And then all my other picks have been, I mean, okay books. <laughs> yeah, they've been all right. But like this book was boring and it would have been enhanced by sex. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, I read chapter one the night after we finished recording the previous podcast yeah and then i didn't pick it up again until last night i read the first um two pages (laughs) two pages (laughs) the night after we recorded and then i didn't pick it up again until sunday okay monday um today's currently wednesday we normally record on tuesdays (laughs) we had to push it back a day because neither of neither of us finished reading it yeah I think I had gotten about to maybe like 50% of, no, I got to 25% of the book. And I yeah. said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, and so then we had to push it back and I had to do a ton of reading. Yeah. In addition to just all the other stuff that I've, like I took a couple sick days because like my mental health just had me paralyzed. Like sometimes yeah. my, my anxiety just gets, so, it, I didn't even feel like actively anxious yeah but i just could not do anything i just like slept on the couch like most of the day because like my body was just like no thank you i've checked out 
And so this book was having to do that and then having homework that I didn't want. <laughs> you didn't want. In addition to me having to, you know, read the book, I, I, we also have full-time jobs. But also yeah. I'm currently in the process of trying to move. Yeah. So, like, I have to pack and stuff. It just uh, it just didn't happen, Chief. Not, not, not this week. It was just rough. Both of us were a... Absolute mess. Absolute um, mess. I did finish the book. Uh, yeah. You know what? We could at least just one of like, us is responsible. <laughs> we could have just done like a like a two parter. Oh, we could. I mean, yeah, we could have just been like, we didn't finish reading the book. We're gonna do a two parter. But <laughs> I honestly. But you powered through it for the team. Mostly because doing a two parter would mean that I would have to come back to this book. Like, yeah, I want to finish this episode, <laughs> and then I want to be done with this book. Done. I think. I don't want to say it was a bad book. No, yeah. It's not a bad book. It's just a boring book to me. Yeah. And and that's fair because everyone has their own preferences. And this one just did not catch my interest like the other ones did. Even the one we, uh, even Someone Else's Secret, I enjoyed more than this. That's heavy. Yeah. Someone Else's Secret was also painfully boring for most of the book. Exactly. I... I feel like that one was easier to get through than this one. Yeah, because I just was not invested in Dylan, our main character, or her job. Didn't didn't give a shit about her her job. Or her family. Uh, I guess maybe her family. Her family was a little bit interesting. They're kind of quirky. Um, but like, I just had no investment in what she was going through and like her story. And in a book where like like I've read lots of books where I didn't care about the characters. And I was just in it for the sex. For the sex, and yeah. And this didn't even have that. <laughs> you didn't even have that that release of them getting it on. I think I was telling my husband that where I was like, I just don't, like, I was like on the couch and I was like, I'm only 25% of the way in. We're supposed to record tomorrow. This was Monday. And I just don't care. And, like, I can't even, there's not even sex to, like, motivate me <laughs> to continue. Yeah, once you, like... Once you were like, oh, I'm 24, 25% in, and uh, they haven't even had sex yet. And I was like, Maya, you promised me smut, goddammit. Where's my smut? We had a whole conversation. <laughs> I was going to post it on Instagram, but I, I couldn't, like, crop it right. And I was kept, I kept <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> but Justin said, uh, <laughs> he's, I, actually, I actually ended up uh, switching a couple of the books that we had upcoming that I had picked. Because I needed to make sure that the next book we, we read, even though I'm not entirely sure about the quality of it, I yeah. know it has sex. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about the quality, but the sex is there for sure. Yeah. There's also a book uh, when we had our, like, after our our, uh, our session last week. Oh, yeah. That I just completely <laughs> dropped from yeah. the rotation. <laughs> we just got because rid I of was, it. Because <laughs> I was reading the Goodreads reviews, and it was like... One, we'd just been reading a lot of books that in, like were just about children, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, <clears throat> I was like, okay, this book is about high school. I, I thought it was more YA, but it, it anyway. Yeah. It's one of those weird books where like there is sex in it, but it's also about children. And I was like, oh, that yeah. makes me highly uncomfortable. And then I was reading the reviews. I had picked it because it was a, like an LGBTQ book. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, oh, this is great. But then I was reading the Goodreads reviews, and they were like, one, it's about children. Two, they're having sex, which is doubly weird. Yeah. And three, it's not even, like, a book that is, like, actually, like, 
representative of the LGBTQ community, it's just problematic. Yeah, so we were like, let, let let's knock that one off the list. Let's not let's not do that one. Yeah, so I had to like add another book, and then I had to like switch the books. Like I I have done a lot of work <laughs> to our book rotation. It's changed like three times in the in the past week. Yeah, like and Justin was just like, you texted me and you said you wanted a book where someone got railed, and I'm like, I'm so sorry that this is not going to be the book <laughs> for us this time. No one gets railed. There is sex. But it's not on the page. It's a closed door romance. Oh, that's lame. My exact text was, I'm ready for someone to get railed like a fucking train track. <laughs> that was my exact text message to you. Let's, I don't even know how to properly convey how, to, I, it's not even like that it's a bad book. It's just yeah. that it's not the book I wanted. It's, oh, oh, it's, yeah, it's not a bad book. But it's not it's not written poorly. Yeah, it's written boringly. It yeah. is kind of boring. Yeah, I can agree um, with that. Which is which? Is, honestly, I don't know if people can tell, but I'm about to say it right now. You can tell which books I'm a fan of on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, without even listening to the episode, based on whether or not I tag the author <laughs> in the post on social media. That is a good Easter egg. Everyone look out for that. Every time we post something, <laughs> just notice if the author is tagged. I don't want to I don't want to tag an author and then have them be like, "Wow, someone like talked about my book on their podcast." And, and it's then just we us the- shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like the banter at the beginning is just us saying, "Hated this book." Hated this. Um <laughs> And I think I think also what bothers me about this book is just that it's a little I'll explain more as like I I, I get through it, but yeah. it's a little misleading. We <laughs> have not said what the book is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we said it in like the intro, uh, in case you didn't listen to the intro for some reason. Like you just like start the episode and just skip. Yeah, <laughs> you just started the episode <laughs> ten minutes in. You said fuck it. Yeah. Uh, in case you you skipped, <laughs> we are reading the checklist by Addie Woolridge, yep. um, and I think. Let's just jump into it because I don't. I have to edit the, ed- the episode this week, and I'm not trying to edit <laughs> three hours. Yeah, that's fair. Hour episode. Let's go. Let's just hop into it. Let's just jump right into it. So this book starts into the thick of it. I have that song by the backyard again <laughs> stuck in my head. It's from TikTok because I, I into understand. The thick of it. In, into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not even on TikTok, but like my husband likes listening to watching essay reading <laughs> and watching. And the backyard to essays. <laughs> and he one of like the things that he's interested in is people who are interested in like music and like just music in terms of like composition mm-hmm. or like popularity things like that. Yeah. Um, and one of the people who was doing a video essay did a video essay about that song from the backyard against and was kind of just like, <laughs> why does this children's song slap so hard? <laughs> why does it slap? That's the same thing because they have that one uh like Teen Titan song that Beast Boy sang yeah. that slaps like a mug. I don't Some remember songs, the name of it. <laughs> Some of these children's songs just be like, whoa. That's what, but then you also have stuff like uh when they did when uh Kids Bob did Sorry Miss Jackson. That song. Oh my god. You know what else? You know what other kids song slaps? Uh, <laughs> SpongeBob when he sings about ripping his pants. Oh, that song does slap. Slaps. Yeah, that song is also very good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So let's let's. let's I hate us. <laughs> We're just like completely unable to have any sort of direction. Yeah. No. It's uh, just like 
it's all the ADHD just coming into one area. Yeah. Okay. So we start off. We meet our main character, Dylan, right away. Um, her name's Dylan, as I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets she gets an email at work from her boss, Jared. Uh, and it says that she's been placed on a new, like, project at work. Yeah. Dylan is, like, a company productivity consultant. So, basically, she's a fixer when companies are In the fucking shit. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she gets an email. This is really funny where her coworker comes up to her and he's like, oh, did you see the email? And she's like... I don't know what email you're talking <laughs> what are you, about. What are you talking about? And she's like, what's in it? And he's like, you should read the email. And she's like, okay, I guess <laughs> I will eventually read the email. And he just like walks off because he's expecting her to like read the email <laughs> right in front in of him. Immediately. So he can see her reaction because she is, uh, she lives in Houston. And this email is basically saying like that she's being sent to a company in Seattle called Technicore. Seattle is actually her hometown. And... She was expecting to get transferred to a company in France, but the gist of it is that her boss fucked up on their previous project, and she had yeah. to come in and like fix stuff, and he's pissed off about it. Because he sucks. Because he sucks. Jared is not a fun person. Um, Jared is not a fun person. And so she's instead, he's like, I'm going to send you to this company called Technicore, and Technicore is like a incredible mess. Like almost unfixable and he's like you need to fix it by the next quarter in a couple months so she's not excited about going to technicore she's not excited about going back to seattle because her family is also a mess whose family isn't a mess her family's kind of special in terms of being a mess (laughs) she yeah her family is just like they're unorganized like her she like is one of those people where like she's hyper organized because her family was so disorganized as a child like she yeah Always had food on the table, always had clothes on her back, but it was not a stable environment and it gave her a lot of anxiety. Uh, So she goes home and she basically goes to her boyfriend and she's like, hey, I'm being sent to Seattle to go (laughs) handle Technicore. (laughs) Her boyfriend, Nicholas, is a divorce lawyer and he's very cold to her. Yeah, he's very like about himself from what I gathered <laughs> from mostly yeah. what i read yeah we're just like you know she comes home and she's like oh work was like crazy and blah 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 blah. and he's like you know that's i'm busy no thanks yeah <laughs> like she like she um, meets him at the gym and like she's trying to tell him all this shit that's like going on how she's getting transferred back to seattle and he's just like oh can we talk about it later i'm in i'm like i'm really in the zone right now yeah so nicholas is not is not awesome so she calls home and her sister is like her sister Neil. Her her name is Dylan. Her sister's named Neil and she has another sister named Billy who we don't actually get to meet but is like mentioned. Mm-hmm. And Neil is very space cadet. Like yeah. I think she was high <laughs> when Dylan calls home. <laughs> Probably most of the time. Uh very funnily, uh I think her sister is like she's like, Hey, is mom home? And her sister's like, Oh, I don't think she is home. I think she's out front. And Dylan's like, so she's out front. <laughs> so she's home. That's what you're telling so me. She, so she's home. And so she gets to her mom on the phone. And she's like, Hey, I got transferred. Can I come stay with you? I don't know why she didn't just ask her company to put her up in a hotel. Yeah, but I feel like they would have, if she would have been like, Hey, since you're sending me out here. Yes, they absolutely would have. Dylan is also biracial. Her dad is black and her mom is white. And this is what I did not like about this book. 
I think the author yeah. of this book is a black woman, or at least mm-hmm. a biracial woman. She looks black. Um, Dylan keeps talking about the humidity, like her hair. Her hair is like pressed, straightened, and she keeps yeah. talking about it as if Seattle's weather is going to mess up her hair more than Houston's humidity has. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, like you know, the Seattle's always raining, and it's just like get an umbrella How- for one. You lived in Seattle. I don't think it rained. It's like cloudy a lot, like most of the yeah. time. I don't, it doesn't rain that much. Like it rains more here. Like I consider it to rain more here in New Orleans and it does. We actually, New Orleans actually has like more inches of rain per like year. Interesting. Um, it's just that like Seattle is very like, it, it's just cloudy and like maybe like it's drizzly, overcast a lot. Overcast, more drizzly. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that like Seattle's drizzliness is worse than houston and new orleans's humidity because that's yeah. like steaming you at all times yeah speaking of humidity dude <laughs> i had to walk outside to go i went to walgreens or something for at work today i thought i was gonna die it it was so humid outside oh yeah i started sweating as soon as i stepped outside <laughs> just wet yeah i was like what the fuck is this this is the worst <laughs> so so dylan is is worried about the houston humidity uh, the the Seattle humidity as like it being different from Houston, which I thought was ridiculous. And also Dylan has all matching bras and panties, which I thought was insane. <laughs> I just didn't understand it. It was a big deal for me to get enough bras for every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't. Maybe her underwear ratio is off. Like maybe she has like way more underwear, but like all her underwear matches a bra. But she said that like she always she matching wears sets. a matching pair. Yeah, matching yeah. sets, which I was like, how many bras and underwear? I'm not struggling. No, not but struggling. Bras are very no. expensive. But bras are very expensive. I did not relate to that. Anyway, so she, <laughs> <laughs> she gets home. Her dad is a sculptor who does like art sculpture installations. And her mom is a painter. Um, her parents are very present parents. Uh, they've been married her whole life. Um, but they're just disorganized. They're loud. They're also kind of dirty. She says that the house is like covered in dust and like dog hair from yeah. their dog. Um, Milo. Milo. And so that was kind of gross. Also, her parents have a huge feud with their across the street neighbors, the Robinsons, and have <laughs> for the past 25 years. Going strong. Going very strong. Um, <laughs> so basically, when she gets home, her mom is complaining because the neighbors have a spotlight that is aimed directly at their house and so that's like, fair i i would be pissed off also dylan's like i don't understand how big of a deal this could be and then it's like nighttime and she's like what the fuck because <laughs> yeah, it's like shining directly in her room and she's like what the fuck is this the chapter starts and she says dear god are they trying to signal someone in outer space <laughs> <laughs> and so she her mom had been like uh hey will you go over there and talk to the neighbors and Dylan was like no that's ridiculous it's not that bad and so then the spotlight is on and she's like okay it is that bad uh and so she (laughs) she goes across the street um and the Robinson's son Mike who is also Dylan's age about 30 uh opens the door and Mike is hot yeah Mike is a snack and a half I think he's Latino (laughs) a snack and a half yeah I think he is Latino yeah he's getting his PhD at uh UW the University of Washington um and he's also the director of a children's museum that he's trying to like 
get off the ground. It's like mostly there, but like yeah, funding is hard. The Robinsons are, I think Linda and Patricia. So Mike has two moms. Yay. And they are the complete opposite of Dylan's family in terms of like their house is clean, it's organized. <laughs> they don't have massive tiger sculptures in their front yard, but they did purposefully aim the spotlight at Dylan's <laughs> parents' house. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah, they told us about it, but oh well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like Dylan goes over there and she's like, hey, the spotlight's kind of bright. And Mike's mom, one of Mike's moms is like, oh, yeah, glad that that's doing its thing. And Mike's <laughs> like, mom, why don't you just aim the spotlight somewhere else? Like, then <laughs> she completely ignores it. And she's like, asks Dylan if she wants food. Yeah. She's like, hey, eat with us. And so Dylan goes to her first day of uh, work at Technicore. Technicore is a sinking ship. Yeah. The person that she is supposed to meet with quit. <laughs> yeah the friday before she shows up the security guard is so confused yeah she gets there and she's like i'm here with kaplan and he's like not on the list don't know who you are <laughs> so she breaks she like makes a run for it <laughs> yeah there's a dude getting into the elevator and she just uh runs to she, the elevator yeah she just makes a break for it and hops on the elevator with this guy <laughs> and the yeah. security guard like chases after her Turns out that the guy she got in with was uh, the chief operating officer. And so he's like, oh, Charlie, security guard. I know who she is. She's fine. I will take her. He gives her an intern named Brant. Brant. <laughs> Basically, Dylan finds out that, like, the entire office thinks that she's there to fire them. Because they're, <laughs> they've had, like, four consultants before. Yeah. And every consultant has come in and, like, there have been, like, big layoffs. She tries to get a meeting with the head of Technicore, Tim. And he just keeps brushing her off. And so she has to, like, ambush him outside of a bathroom. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, he, he like he has, like, the the coffee, like, cart, I guess, on the same mm-hmm. floor as his office. And, it's like, the only office it's on the that on, floor. Yeah, it's the only office on that floor. And it's the only coffee cart in the entire, like, office. So people have to go all the way up there to get coffee. And she, yeah, she ambushes yeah. him outside of the bathroom after he, like, runs from his office to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And she, like, scares him. <laughs> she scares him because she startles him because he's not expecting someone to be right outside the bathroom door. And she, he's nice, but he's kind of a mess. And she's like, hey, I need you to send an email that says that I'm not going to be firing people. And also, I need three hours of your time so we can go over the bullshit that is your company right now. <laughs> and part of the issue with Technicore is not only are they like, they're like a tech, I don't know what Technicore does, honestly. Yeah. They might have said, didn't care. <laughs> they're a te- they were a tech startup and now like employees are quitting. And Tim has a horrible reputation because, partially because his, his company's like doing terribly and he just like, just bought a Tesla. <laughs> he, yeah, he like After laid off. massive layoffs. Yeah, he laid off, like, uh, some part of the company and then immediately bought a Tesla. Yeah. But also, <laughs> also in here, they uh, they talk about how <laughs> someone got a video of him, like, yelling at old ladies <laughs> at a yeah. baseball game. So it just makes him seem, like, even more of an asshole. Yeah, he just seems like a frat bro, like, Silicon Valley douchebag. Yeah. I didn't like some of the things that they said about Seattle. Maybe it's, I haven't been there in, in a long time. Yeah. So if one of my, my one of my friends who lives in the area can tell me, because like her intern Brant is 
a nervous intern and mm-hmm. you know he's like okay I'll, I'll do this thing you asked me to do have a good day and she's like that's funny about seattle is you could be terrified of someone in this town and it was still mandatory to wish them a good day and i'm just like that's not i, I don't understand <laughs> that is, is that not a real thing and she also meets an employee named deep i took notes this time of names i wrote down names as they oh came my up. god i'm so proud of you yeah deep is like she's got like colored hair and tattoos and dylan goes in seattle you can be tattooed pierced and pixied and still have a desk job and i'm like i think that's just like silicone like tech jobs yeah i think that's just tech jobs in general she gets invited to a bar with her high school best friend stacy who she hasn't seen she hasn't been back home since she left for college she orders a drink that's way too strong uh stacy's <laughs> a dental hygienist they gossip about their classmates it was boring it was too long <laughs> it was too long <laughs> It was too much information. Neil and Billy are also artists. Her sisters, I don't know what they do, but we are told that they are artists. Mm-hmm. I think Billy is like trying to be an actress in New York City. Her relationship with her sisters is fine, but it's just like, she's just like, my family is scattered and a little chaotic and that stresses me out. Which is fair. Yeah. She also talks to Nicholas. Nicholas calls. They schedule their talks. I, they're... <laughs> Their relationship is so strange. Yeah. She wanted to text him and she was like, I can't because it's not our scheduled night to talk. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. I have to make an appointment to talk to my significant other. And she wants him to visit and he says, eh, I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> They've been together for four years and he's never met her family. They've yeah. lived together for three years and he's never met her family. He's never met them. Once again, like she's talking about her day and he cuts her off to tell her about his day. And then after he finishes talking about his day, the call there, he's like, okay, bye. That was it. Yeah. So she at Technicore, she interviews a bunch of employees. Tim just seems like once the company got bigger, just kind of like lost the plot. and just has gone insane. (laughs) Uh, That's that's all she gets from employees is that he's gone insane. And staff is feeling really underappreciated. So she tells Deep and brant like hey i want you guys to head up this uh staff appreciation committee (laughs) (laughs) she goes to a coffee shop after trying to unsuccessfully work from home and her family's just being loud and mike is there of course he is yes he flirts with her she talks to him about her stressful uh work and home life and she's like tim seems kind of over his head employees don't respect him they don't feel appreciated by him and uh the general public hates him they think he sucks because he bought a Tesla after fucking laying off a part of his company. Yeah. Bright red Tesla. Yeah. Bright red. Also, the, like, the company, like, they bought the building and he didn't get enough parking. And so, like, it's really hard to find parking for employees. But he has a reserved spot. And it, it's just, like, not a good look. Optics are bad. Yeah. It's all about perspective, my guy. Mike talks about uh, his museum uh, where... He just he just needs more funding for his children's museum. Respect it. Children's museums are cool. Yeah. He's trying to, like, get some sort of, like... Sensory room. Yeah. Sensory room. That's what he called it. Once again, this is almost like someone else's secret, which is like, I just gotta go. Because nothing <laughs> just, <happens>. literally, <laughs> literally nothing happens. It's fine. Tim puts off his meeting with her, like, three times. He continuously puts off their meeting. Like, she all the time. on a Monday. And she doesn't meet with him until, like, Friday morning. Yeah. She tells him that she he has three big issues, which is morale, leadership, and community perception. Uh, he's kind of like, mm, okay, bitch. Oh, yeah, totally. He calls her a necromancer. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> she revives dead companies. So he says he'll take care of it, but he kind of gives her a brush off. Um, yeah. And her boss, Jared, calls and he's like, what's the update? And she's just like, it's really hard to get a meeting with Tim. And he's like, you need to do it. You better get this stuff done. And also you have to run everything by me first. Yeah, Jared's a fucking asshole. Like he he's like I'm still I'm still uh, in charge of this this operation or whatever so you got to run everything by me before you get it done, and it's like you don't even read the the daily like <laughs> things that I send you, bro. Yeah, she's sending him like daily status reports, and he's like not not acknowledging them in a timely yeah. manner, but then being like you have to tell me everything and run every decision by me, and she's like, can you just like come to Seattle? And he's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> she goes out to dinner by herself and. She misses her call with Nicholas and he texts her and he basically says, hey, it, you missed our call and I thought that there was something wrong, so I didn't call you. What? Yeah. She's also <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like you thought there was a problem. So and you were so like, you're res- I'm going to leave it. Yeah. He agrees to visit. They're, her company gives like, because if they're going to send people over the country, they're like, we'll give you like a, basically like a family pass. Like mm-hmm. you can have someone come visit you from home because- yeah. Obviously, don't you're there for months, you know. So he he finally agrees to visit. She goes to see Mike's museum because he invited her, and they had a really funny conversation where he's kind of like, "Oh, I didn't think you were going to show up," and she's like, "Did you think I wouldn't come? I always come." And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) "Yeah, he's he's just like, he's like, oh, so you always come, huh? Okay." Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, you know, obviously she's like, "That's that's not that's not what I meant." and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, dude. And then he shows her, like, he's got, like, a building. And he's got, like, a pretty, like, robust children's museum. But there, he's he, he wants to get this sensor room, which is, like, a big room kind of in the middle of the building, all set up. And so he shows her the sensor room. He's giving her, like, the donor tour. She gets in there and she says, perhaps Mike saw the potential for a sensory room. But all she saw was a lawsuit waiting to happen. Nicholas <laughs> would have a field day suing the place. Which I thought was so stupid because, like... He's not letting children in there. It's not set up. Why would it? Yeah, it, I, I think it, it, it even has a sign on it that says, like, employees only. <laughs> so it's, like, blocked off from everyone else. She just saw, like, a blank room and she was like, hmm, looks like garbage. <laughs> Guess it'll always be garbage. <laughs> just immediately shits on it. And she basically is like, look, I'll give you some of my consulting help pro bono because uh, you're a family friend. And, you know, I'll help you get some some contacts and stuff. Uh, to try and get some more funding. She does reflect on whether or not her budding friendship with Mike is bad for her relationship with Nicholas. Yeah. Which is in a horrible slump. <laughs> yeah. I think she called his, like, his way of having sex is, like, very, like, robotic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where he's just, like, no. determined. He's like, I gotta, I gotta do it. It's like, I'm here for one thing and one thing only. She goes to get petties with her friend Stacy and everyone, like, her parents... Stacy, everyone's like Nicholas is isn't real. There's no way we haven't <laughs> yeah. we have not met this man. <laughs> and so she gets to work the next day, and after she told Tim that like the team felt underappreciated and tired, <laughs> Tim thought this was the best part of the book. Honestly, <laughs> it gets better. Oh God, you, <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> she comes in, and Tim has bought a bunch of. <laughs> off-brand diet soda because of the caffeine and he's like this is this is what you guys wanted you wanted caffeine and staff appreciation and it goes over like a lead balloon yeah <laughs> he, he he left a note 
<laughs> on the thing that says, it's come to my attention that you all would be happier if you had quick access to caffeine. Have a pop on me. Because mind you, the only way to get caffeine is to go up to the top floor to the coffee <laughs> Where his office. <laughs> all the way to the top where his office is. When she gets the, to work, I think she gets there like, like right as the office is opening. Someone's already crossed out the, he brought benevolent leader, Tim, and they put uh, a yeah. malevolent leader. <laughs> the, the sodas weren't even cold. <laughs> yeah, they were just in the middle of the floor, I guess. And so she has to like do a bunch of like, she's like trying like get branch. She's like, go and get all of the signs, take them all down. <laughs> take them all down. Uh, but someone puts it on. Crisis control. <laughs> someone puts puts it on social media and like, I think they call, his name is Tim Gunderson. And I think they call him Gunderpants. <laughs> <laughs> Gunderpants. Oh. She calls Jared and he's, again, micromanaging, but refusing to be available. Because he sucks. Yeah, he's the worst. Then the next day, I think it's a weekend, and she wakes up and her entire family is just, like, gone. So she decides to just, like, clean the house. So she puts on some Janet Jackson uh, and some, like, workout clothes. And she starts cleaning the house. <laughs> She cleans the house real good. And Mike comes over and she opens the door and she realizes that her dad has the internal speakers hooked up to the out- <laughs> the external speakers. <laughs> so everyone has heard her cleaning the Janet Jackson for two hours. <laughs> uh, he invites her to go uh, museuming with him because he wants to get some ideas for like wh- how to use how to like better make the the children's museum. They flirt. And this, this is the first time that the book started to fall a little bit flat for me because the book is called The Checklist. And the reason it's called The Checklist is because Dylan is a planner. So she is always yeah. making checklists, lists about like what she has to do that week, what she has to do that day. If she's like relationship issues, she's like, here's a list about how to like, you know, brainstorm how to fix this. We don't mm-hmm. see a single list in this yeah. entire we're book. Th- we're 35% in. And I think they mentioned it one time that she made a list. And that was when she, like, first went to, uh, yeah, found out she was going to Seattle. He comes over and he has a list called a highly organized list of places Dylan asked Mike to take her to. We don't see the list. We just see the title. And it's the first time we've even seen the title of a list. To my knowledge. Yeah. I might have missed it. But, like, there's no lists. No, like, like I said, the only other time was when she made the list for moving back to Seattle. And it was mentioned in, like, one sentence. So everyone's always like, Dylan, you're always making all these lists. But, like, I've read books before that are, like, based around this concept. But you get to see the list. (laughs) They want to keep it a mystery. Well, like, I I read a book recently that, like, had a character where she always, when she, like, met someone or, like, when she was thinking about something, she would always, like, point out, like, three things that she, like, learned. And so it would be, like, you know, three things I know about Justin. Like, I know he has this kind of hair. I know that he hates olives and blah 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 blah. that's that's a completely wrong fact i love olives fuck off gross (laughs) you're a disgrace i can't believe it oh man email us if you love olives don't yes email us (laughs) i can block you (laughs) no (laughs) can't believe it so they go to a few museums they go to a museum i didn't know about uh they go to what i remember as the experience music project but is now apparently called uh mopop for museum of pop mopop the experience music project when i was the couple times i went was awesome like they have the thing that i remember the most is they have this like 
three-story sculpture that's just like a shit ton of guitars Whoa. like just like a column of like guitars it's amazing oh that's sick that sounds super sick and it, it's pretty cool it's really interactive mm-hmm. she they go to the building and i didn't look i looked it up i didn't remember the building being so ugly <laughs> it's supposed to like represent <laughs> like a heart like the ventricles of a heart it looks disgusting if you look up look up mopop and the building it looks horrible she talks about her relationship with nicholas I, my note was she tells mike that nicholas exists because uh, he didn't she hadn't like, actually explicitly said that she had a boyfriend yeah but she basically is like he's like you know what are your plans coming up and she's like my boyfriend's coming into town and he's very smooth about it cool that's a gross looking building yeah it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> she also talks about like reflects on like her relationship with nicholas and he's like very structured and also an asshole one of the things she says is that uh they're at the Experience Music Project, and one of the interactive music exhibits is making a song piece by piece. It's like, you yeah. know, you do the different parts of the song and then also the vocals. And she says she doesn't do karaoke, and she doesn't sing in the car. Nicholas didn't like her to drown out the car stereo. He claimed the sound from his speakers was too nice to spoil with her screeching. I can't believe it. Why would you let a man treat you like this? Why would you do this? I, I could not. I knew I didn't like Nicholas. Yeah, he's not good. I knew, I knew it was a dickhead. He's not good. Oh, and now we have reached the point that you have gotten to. So now I'm running the show. <laughs> yep, basically. Have fun. <laughs> I did the first 41% real fast. Good. Good for me. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm still here to make giggles and stuff. And I can... You can what? I can make judgments and such. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> so the office gossip from Kaplan, her actual job uh emails her and asks if jared has made a visit to technicore or seattle and she's like no i thought it was funny that like she gets to the office and there's like five emails from jared and like one email from this office gossip and she doesn't respond to jared but she makes sure to tell the office gossip that he's not (laughs) arrived of course because he's a dick he's the worst she intercepts tim again because she can't just talk to him normally and his office has been pranked someone went into his office overnight with like a bunch of Dixie cups and they basically put diet Coke or diet, whatever soda in the Dixie cups and like put it everywhere. So like his office is like, they put it like on his desk, on the floor, on his monitor, like on the edge of his monitor, like balanced. That's great. A prank. Yeah. And she tells Tim, he's like, Oh, this is, ugh, this sucks. And she's like, here's what you're going to do. One, you're going to clean this up. And he's like, I can't get maintenance. And she's like, no, 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 no. You need to clean it up yourself. Secondly, you are going to post about this on social media as if it is a like, you know what? Hey, guys, the soda thing was stupid. This is a good retaliation. Like, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, basically to make him look like. You got to do some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, also, you deserve this. I think she's been at Technicore for like a, a couple weeks now, at least like a few weeks. Uh, he seems to kind of understand how much of a do she's been and like kind of understanding and he wants to be better. He's just bad at it. And so she goes to see Stacy after work and she realizes that her parents helped Stacy furnish her apartment. Oh, that's nice. And she kind of like sees her parents in a different light where she's like, oh yeah, I forgot my parents aren't like they're a little flaky, but they're not like bad people. Yeah, they're, they're good people. They're just not as structured as I like. And she tries to avoid talking about her date with mike but stacy is like give me details and they get wine drunk (laughs) and so she goes to work hungover wearing the same clothes and a sweater that stacy gave her because her 
whole wardrobe is very like neutral bland and stacy's like yeah her and neil had a conversation about that yeah neil was like no color in your wardrobe yeah so she goes to work hungover uh stacy gives her a sweater and she's like no one's gonna notice that your outfit is the exact same that you're wearing the same skirt and stuff because of the sweater uh and they don't yeah (laughs) and when she gets there she realizes that tim has decided that the the next course of action that he should take is to book a company retreat with like four with like three days notice (laughs) out of town oh my god tim so he so like the employees are pissed off because they're like great now i have to find childcare for this retreat that i don't want to go on for this company i don't like to work for but also tim donated his car to a shelter wow look at tim dude. yeah he's trying actually trying to do the right thing he's trying nicholas is still a dickhole <sighs> i don't know if that's true or not <laughs> I, just, I just feel like he is a dickhole throughout the entire book yep so before the retreat uh nicholas comes for a couple days and he makes her like he gets out of the the um the terminal and he's on the phone yeah and he hands her his bag and makes her put her his bag in the <sighs> trunk he i'm not saying i'm not saying he should do that for like chauvinistic like chivalry reasons but it's your bag no it's yeah it's your carry your fucking bag your own bag in the trunk he complains that the companion ticket was only business class shut up he does (laughs) he does i hate this so much but he's like look i understand that it's important for you that i meet your family after four years of being together after four long years it's now time for me to meet your parents so they get a hotel which was fair their house is messy um and she forgets to bring her like headscarf and her flat iron and her paddle brush so she can't flatten iron, she can't flat iron her hair so she goes uh natural to go meet her family how she just went natural with no Uh-oh. planning was guess what nicholas says what what would he say so first when they get there he says uh i looked at the burger place that you said was good and everyone on the internet agrees so i think we should try it not i think we should try the burger place that you said was good but yeah you said it was good i got a lot of second opinions and i think we can do it now yeah i think we can do it now instead of trust instead of trusting her opinion yep he also says with her natural hair when they're walking out the door to go meet her family for dinner he says i see why you straighten your hair wow (laughs) oh no (laughs) they go to dinner with his with her family and he is an absolute asshole so her parents are artists her dad's a sculptor he gets his sculptures places her mom's a painter and she has like an art show coming up and he yeah basically is like i can't He's basically like, I can't believe that, like, you know, you're able to support yourself. You know, the art world is so fickle. And Dylan's mom is, like, very gracious about, like, Dylan can see that her mom, like, wants to eviscerate this man. Yeah. Neil ends up stepping in a little bit. And she's like, like, art is driven by, like, yes, art is driven by the market. But, like, people purchase what's meaningful to them at the price that they want. And that... And yeah. that's how the market supports itself. And Nicholas seems kind of surprised that Neil's not an idiot. And, you know, Bernice, Dylan's mom, is just like, it's 
So crazy that a, a lady can like support myself. Her parents, Dylan's 30 years old. Her parents have been mm-hmm. artists her entire life and they live in a really nice neighborhood. Like, yeah, I think Mike's parents who live across the street from them are like lawyers or something. They work in like business, like they work in like tech. Like obviously yeah. her parents do well for themselves. And so he's just pretty standoffish about it. And so then the next day, He's like, I'm not gonna, I wasn't gonna say this to your parents, but like artists fall out of popularity all the time and their stuff isn't mainstream. So like, like what they do is weird. Oh my God. Again, her parents have been artists her entire lives. Like yeah. clearly this is not an issue for them. So then the next day they decide he wants to go to Pike Place Market. He wants to go to the original Starbucks, which yeah, I'm a little bit of a slut for Starbucks. <laughs> I love a good chai. Um, and I love a, that's that's fair. Who doesn't love, love a good chai? I love a vanilla bean uh, frappuccino. Ooh. <laughs> she was like, this is just like literally every other Starbucks. And it is. The original Starbucks is just a fucking Starbucks. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why people would think it would be any different. <laughs> like... So he comes back from the Starbucks and he's like, you were right, bub, babe. It was just like every other Starbucks. I thought it would be different. And it's just like, she's from here. She's been to other Starbucks, not in Seattle. Yeah. She told you it was just every other <laughs> Starbucks. So then they go to Pike Place, which the original Starbucks is actually in Pike Place, I think. And they get there and Neil has like a bunch of fun facts about Pike Place Market. She's like, here's like the origin story of Pike Place. Um, it's one of the oldest markets in the country. And she's just like regaling them. And Nicholas is like, why do you know all this? And... <laughs> Kind of condescendingly and dylan goes well like neil oh likes goodness. to just like like she'll get like really invested in a topic and then like learn a bunch of shit about it and then like seven years later she'll just like come out with like a bunch of fun facts <laughs> and she says this love who doesn't love a good ff yeah. <laughs> a good ff <laughs> yeah you know, <laughs> don't love a good ff you know what i mean and then he goes you sure read a lot of course you have the time and neil's like what does that mean i hate this man and nicholas goes you have a lot of time on your hands given your career and Dylan is like, she actually says to him, she's like, what is, like, she, well, she doesn't mean to say it to him, but she ends up saying it out loud where she's just like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, what's wrong? And she's just like, she gave all of that information, like actual historical facts about a place that you've never been. She's kind of being our tour guide for Pike Place, for you, a fucking tourist. Yeah. And you're going to harp on her career right now? And so she kind of like pulls him away a little bit from her family to, to, to have this argument. And, and he's just like, what's gotten into you? You say your family isn't normal. And she's like, yeah, but they're my family. Like, I say that with love. You're just being an asshole. Yeah, you're just being a fucking dick. And he's like, I like your family too. And she's just like, bitch, where? <laughs> where have you shown? Uh, and so <laughs> she basically says to him, she, she, has, she, she talked with Mike about this, but she was like, she goes to do Christmas with Nicholas's family every year. Yeah. Nicholas's family goes on a cruise every year. And I think it is just like the most boring thing. It's like two weeks. It's like a week. Yeah, she hates it. Of just boring germ factory. Doesn't understand why they enjoy it. But she goes. And like, you know, she, she's very nice about it. And so she, she says to him, she's like, you know, I have gone with your parents and your family on this cruise every year. And because I love and like I respect them and I love you, like... I don't say anything about how like boring I think it is. Uh, Mm. And he goes, (laughs) he basically is like, but my family isn't, my family like 
isn't the mess that your family is. I don't see a re- like I don't have why do I why should I have to pretend? And she goes, "You didn't hear like anything that I just said to you. Maybe you'll hear this. Find a different ride to the airport and then find a different girlfriend." Let's go. <laughs> Fuck him. So then she goes to get like he's like he's like I don't just like wait wait what? And she just like walks off. She goes gets in her car and <laughs> she locks the doors. And she's like in a parking space, <laughs> like a regular parking space. And she goes yeah. to pull out, but he's standing behind the car like, are you about to like leave without me? <laughs> she, like at the front of the parking space, like between the sidewalk and the, and the parking space, is like a flower bed. Yeah. She drives yeah, yeah. over the flower bed onto the sidewalk <laughs> and around to get away from him. Amazing. <laughs> Fuck him. Her mom's giving her like a black power fist. Her dad is like cheering. <laughs> it's like, Fuck yeah. Let's go. And she goes... She had destroyed her relationship, but at least she'd never have to listen to Skrillex again. Hey, now hold on. All right. (laughs) Hey, I like Skrillex. (laughs) He had the audacity to say that he didn't want her screeching to cover up his sound system when he's listening to Skrillex. Hey, I, I like Skrillex. I wouldn't have said that personally. I wouldn't have said that to my significant other. Hey, he's a dick. All right. <laughs> the Skrillex is not necessarily the problem. It's that like you're listening to Skrillex and you think that her voice is screechy. Dubstep is just screeching, to be honest. It is. It's a lot of screeching. Dubstep had such a hold on us in the early 2010s. It was so good. <laughs> oh man, it was so good back in the day. God damn. <laughs> I still listen to Dubstep. To <laughs> Every now and again, I'll sneak it in a playlist. He's like, ooh, hear that? That beat drop, baby. <laughs> yes, baby. She's surprisingly, not surprisingly, not all that sad about the breakup. I wouldn't be. He's an asshole. She's, she's more. You've heard me say. She's more numb. Uh, she does try and think about the few bland, bottom of the barrel, good traits that he has. Once again, scraping the bottom of the barrel. He had. He he was circumstantially funny. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> As you said it, I read it on the, in the book, and I was like, what is that? What does that even mean? <laughs> she always organized their bathroom without her ever having to mention it. That's just being, like, a that's not. A, a 10-year-old could do that. Yeah, that's not. He made dinner reservations so they didn't waste time standing in unnecessarily lines. That's not about you. That's about him. Yeah. But she also says that he's, like, very spiteful. Where, like, I think their neighbor, like, scratched their car. And the neighbor, like, yeah. wrote an apology note. She completely paid for an entirely new paint job. And, like, he was still holding a grudge about it, like, years <laughs> oh later. Oh, my God. And so, and she's like, she's like, he's never going to, like, if I get back together with him, he's never going to forget that market incident. Like, he's going to bring it up constantly because he's a dick. Oh, yeah. He, he's going to use that as firepower. Yeah. That chapter, when Nicholas came to visit, was the yeah. most interesting chapter of the book. <laughs> <laughs> the chapter where she <laughs> ends her relationship yes. with Nichols. Well, I mean, that's good to know, I guess. Yeah, so she she realizes that her family's odd, but they're not evil. Nicholas is kind of evil. So then it's time for the Technicore retreat. And it turns out that instead of booking the company site at the retreat place, oh. Tim has accidentally oh, no. booked like the child field trip <laughs> <laughs> retreat place with like bunk beds 
Yeah. This. Wait, hold. Bunk beds are awesome, though. <laughs> not, not. Not. You wouldn't want to be in a bunk bed as a 30, 30 year old person. Not with all my coworkers. Like, with I your, like them as people. With your coworkers. But, like, I don't want to be in a room with all my coworkers in a bunk bed. That's fair. No, it's horrifying. Also, later in the book, it talks about how Technicore is a company that has 2,500 employees. Where the Holy fuck shit. are you finding a campsite that can fit that many goddamn people? It didn't. I, I mean, it didn't explain how many people like came, but like they had to like the, separate uh, themselves into groups of eleven. So I was like, where? It's a lot. It's a lot of groups. I saw like the twenty five hundred at like seventy percent of the book, and I like had to go back and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you fit? That's them? a lot of groups of eleven. Yeah. So. Also, the site that Tim booked, because it's for children, doesn't have any Wi-Fi. So none of the stuff that he planned can <laughs> <laughs> be done. Tim he Tim is doing the best he can, but he's a fucking idiot. He tries to get up there and, like, rally the people with, like, a talk about the history of Technicore and, like, why he does what he does. And she had told him to, like, thank people because no one feels appreciated. And it's just, like, he just gives, like, a yeah. boring, like... 30-minute speech that no one listens to. <laughs> oh, um, no. Also, he's... Everyone else is in, like, bunkhouses, and he's in, like, the nurse... Or, like, the medic's cabin by himself. Tim, you can't... You can't take two steps forward and six back. That's all he does. <laughs> That's not how it works. So she goes to his cabin after the at the night, and she's like, look, we're gonna fucking brainstorm what is gonna happen. Also, there's no sheets... Oh my goodness! There's no. This is the worst. There's no sheets. I don't think there were. There might have been pillows, but like it didn't have anything. And Tim says she's like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do." And Tim says, "You're good at making lists." <laughs> Why is Tim like this? Not not a list was seen. Not not a list. Nary was, a list. Not a list. <laughs> Nary a list. So she basically saves the retreat. She and Deep and Brant and Tim basically like go to like all the stores that are nearby and like buy out all the sheets, all the pillow, all like the pillowcases, a bunch of food. She like is able to like finagle. They like burn the midnight oil, like going to a bunch of businesses to get like catering and making sure that there's breakfast. Another thing, they went and got, they bought out like a bunch of REIs, like the the camping store for sleeping bags so that they had enough sleeping bags for everyone. And Tim, for his cabin, got himself Egyptian (laughs) cotton sheets. (laughs) He's real. You guys can't see this, but my head was in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I need Tim to do better. Yeah. She comes back from the treat. She decides that she's just going to go natural, which, I mean, I'm natural. Good for you. But, like, it's a journey. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. You You can't just make that choice just willy-nilly need to get a lot of product uh-huh. <laughs> she goes to a bar with neil and stacy um a former classmate says hi this nothing happens it's very boring but this classmate comes up to her <laughs> and she doesn't quite recognize who he is she thinks he looks familiar and she asks him she's like uh roosevelt like like we should last name like roosevelt and he nods and then, like, three paragraphs later, he goes, it's CJ, CJ Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you nod? Yeah, my name's uh, CJ. Uh, 
So like not Roosevelt, but Rodriguez. <laughs> Mike also shows up and Neil and Stacy not only encourage them to flirt, but like Neil and Stacy are like, oh, we're going to go get another pitcher of beer. And then <laughs> they've been gone for a few minutes. She gets a text message and she like, they're like, okay, bye. And she looks outside and Neil and Stacy are just like leaving her and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just deuced out. Hey, I mean, that's the best way to do it. You know what I mean? They tell, they're at the bar, and when Mike shows up, they're like, oh, we're going to do a toast. We're celebrating. And Mike's like, what are you guys celebrating? And they're like, well, Dylan broke up with her boyfriend. And Mike's like, oh, very smooth about it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, he's, he seems like a real smooth yeah. guy. They, she also says this thing after they leave her uh, where she said, she fully understood for a brief moment she fully understood what the phrase sauricidal tendencies meant i googled that and i don't know what it means because it's not a word <laughs> this author just made up a word all i could think of was like so the only thing i could think of was like sauricidal like sister you know like there's like familicide and patricide yeah so i thought sauricidal meant like killing your sister like she wanted to kill her sister because her sister was being annoying but like that's not actually like don't just make sense don't say like she finally understood what the phrase meant when the phrase doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> the phrase doesn't exist yeah it's not a real phrase yeah. so she and mike talk about uh him getting funding she's like i'll give you more support i have like a list of people that i could like give you some information to uh and he almost kisses her when he walks her home uh but then he just picks an eyelash off her cheek which was weird <laughs> adorable and he's like what did you think i was gonna do and she's like uh i felt an eyelash on my cheek that was what i thought you were gonna do <laughs> she's like i strategically placed that eyelash on my cheek yeah. for you to take it yeah because he's like he's like what did you think was gonna happen and she's just like flustered and like her brain's a little bit broken and he's like he's like I, like if, if it was from mike's perspective he would have been like she thought i was gonna kiss her i know she did but she's not gonna say it oh yeah he knew a thousand percent <laughs> she has dinner with mike to talk about business but they basically spend the entire dinner like flirting more than they discuss anything and then they go back to mike's house she's like well they finish dinner and he's like she's like oh man you want to go to like a coffee shop maybe to like finish talking about the stuff uh and then she kind of like not so smoothly is like or we could go to your house and he's like oh you want to come to my apartment and she's like yeah like we, we can work from there <laughs> that's right baby she they get to his apartment and he lives on the fourth floor and she's like ah oh, damn i gotta take all these stairs and <laughs> they get to the top of the stairs and she's like kind of out of breath and also she wears heels all the time <laughs> and Same. mike reveals to her that like there is an elevator in his building <laughs> that's rude he also walked up the <laughs> that stairs that is rude and so he takes off the sweater he's wearing and she says it's kind of like a sexy mr rogers thing going on <laughs> <laughs> his apartment's nice and grown up they eat tim tams with coffee i think tim tams are disgusting i don't like they you, taste bad <laughs> you sent me a uh, text message <laughs> earlier today where you were like the book talks about mike's walls were bermuda gray yeah. <laughs> that's so pretentious what bullshit colors bermuda gray my walls are bermuda gray yeah I looked it up. I looked up the color and my walls. The wall literally behind my desk is Bermuda gray. And I was like, oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it. Well, I didn't call it that. I don't know what to call it, but now I know what to call it. <laughs> Bermuda gray is like a blue with like 
gray undertones. It's kind of like a dusty kind of blue. It's very pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to hide her toes from him because when she went to go get pedicures with Stacy, Stacy would do like lots of crazy things with her nails. And so yeah. she would get into arguments with their nail tech. And so Dylan made an agreement. They're like bright yellow. Yeah, right? Dylan made an agreement with the with the nail tech where they pick out where the nail tech will pick out their colors for them. And she had them give her like neon yellow nails with like smiley faces on the big toe. <laughs> <laughs> if if I took a girl home <laughs> and she had neon yellow toenails with smiley faces, I'd be like, "That's fucking yeah. rad." She's trying to hide her. We're she's here. Trying to hide her feet. She discusses the list of donors that she has, uh, and she's like, I think that Steve, who's the chief operating officer at Technicore, would be the best person, but she's got, like, a whole list of people. She kisses Mike. She's just like, I'm just, like, they're just talking, and she's like, you know what? I'm going for it. Fuck it. And. Glad. I'm glad for her. After they kiss a little bit, he realizes she's sitting weird, and he's like, do you want to give me your feet? And she has to reveal her stupid emoji toes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) You leave her toes alone. And she kind of just not so smoothly is like, hey, we don't have to be sitting right now. We could do things that don't involve sitting. And they fuck. We don't get to see it. But it's, you know, it's closed door, you see. It's closed door. We get to see her, like, them undressing. And she's being very awkward. Or she's, like, doesn't want to take off her, her skirt because she's not wearing matching bra and underwears. And it's just like, he's, baby, they don't, they don't care. You're going to be naked in two seconds. He don't care. He don't give a shit yeah. about men don't care. Look. About your <laughs> Look. They don't care. When it comes down to it, we're here for we're here for one thing. Yeah. And it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking disgusting. So they Why are you they like have closed door sex, which means we don't get to see it. And she wakes up at like 5 a.m. like on her own. And she's having like a morning after freak out because she's like only in seattle temporarily their families don't quite like each other she said yeah. the sex was good but you know she's just being odd about it and so she cuts and runs she she does the old sneak out oh yikes and then she goes to work i think she like goes home and changes and then she goes <laughs> she goes to work and this is when we found out the technicor has 2500 employees somehow that's <laughs> a hell of people nicholas is texting her like they didn't break up i thought this was funny she his name like scrolls across the screen because he's like texting her or something and she said secretly mm-hmm. she was grateful he'd refused to be listed in her phone as boyfriend or with any sort of heart-based emoji he said it was demeaning and exclusively appropriate for teenage girls i also don't like putting people in my phone as like boo thing heart emoji exclamate like yeah. I also don't do that. I'm not going to say it's bad because it's something that teenage girls do. It just also kind of like annoys me. Also, like you shouldn't yeah. put people in your phone. Like you should put people in your phone as their name because. Who they are. Yeah. Because if someone gets your phone and especially if it's like a, if someone gets your phone and you have it really like readily available and they're able to get in and you have it really readily available who your dad is or who your mom is or who your sister is mm-hmm. like well, now they can start asking, like, questions of them that, like, you know, to try and get, like, sensitive information. Yeah. Luckily for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I can't ask my father for a single thing without him calling. I can't text my dad and ask him for anything. He's going to call. Yeah. Uh, my mom would call me also. Yeah. Sometimes I don't send a text to my dad 
because I'm not prepared for him to call me at that moment. <laughs> That's fair. I respect yeah. it. I don't I have to build up to talking on the phone. Yeah. It's not it's not that I I don't in particularly enjoy Oh, it. I hate talking on the phone. It's not that I have to build up to it. It's just like I'm like, "Oh, I need this information now," but like I know that if I call my dad and ask him for the if I text my dad and ask him for this, he's going to call me back. He's going to And call. I'm just not I'm I'm yeah. busy. I'm doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Nicholas is basically texting and he's like, I don't like how we left things. We were fine before your family got involved. Red flag. Don't say those yeah. things. <laughs> and she's like, I'm cool with where we left stuff. I will arrange to pick up my furniture and clothes and stuff uh, when I return in three weeks. And he's like, do we have to throw away all these years because of your family? Sir. <laughs> Sir. Yeah. And she's like, once again, I'm very comfortable with where we left stuff. And he says... Fine. Don't forget the apartment is in my name. The locks may not be the same when we have a chance to talk. <laughs> what a fucking asshole, dude. And Dylan pulls out the some good language and she says, this feels manipulative. If we need to have a phone call to talk for us to amicably end this relationship, that's cool. I will call you tomorrow. But she very much, very clearly is like, this is very manipulative that you're saying that yeah. like, you're just going to like lock me out of the apartment. Yeah, you're being a dick. Jared calls again, and he's got ridiculous demands. Tim. <sighs> Jared's still being the worst. Tim is like, hey, I need you to meet me at this warehouse tomorrow. Big news. Big surprise. <laughs> it's going to be great. And she's like, I don't have time for this. Because Jared is like, I need you to write me a super long report. And I need it by end of close, like close of business today. And she's like, this is normally a report that takes like five people. And he's like, you need to get it to me by end of the day, or you're gonna, I'm going to fire you. What a fucking ass. And so she's talking to tim and she's like i don't really have time he's like it's only gonna take like a couple hours of your time tomorrow like just meet me at this warehouse and then mike calls and she's like oh she te- she doesn't answer his phone call but she's like sorry i had a like crazy work thing came up but we'll talk later about all the stuff basically trying to be like we're cool but like i don't want to talk to you on the phone right now and then she goes to a cop like she gets invited by deep and brant to go uh, have lunch with them because they want to talk to her about some of their plans for the staff appreciation committee and she's like cool i'll meet you yeah. i don't really have time but like i'll meet you and she ends up like leaving the office to go to a coffee shop and then she randomly has a really long conversation with someone that we never see again about <laughs> all of her problems you know sometimes you just need to to vent to that one person yeah she ends up staying up all night like until like one or two a.m getting this report to jared and so she's just exhausted and so she meets (laughs) she meets tim at the warehouse and she's got a lot of things going on this day she's got to meet tim at the warehouse she was supposed to meet brant and deep uh for coffee and she was also supposed to meet with steve the chief operating officer and mike to try and connect them yeah for this sensory sensory room. room thing so it's another so tim's warehouse thing is he was like staff appreciation i got a bunch of freelance seamstresses (laughs) and in these in 12 hours we are going to make a bunch of goodie bags with like like branded jackets with like your name on them oh no did he unintentionally make a sweatshop (laughs) yes what's happening he also can't believe he also invited a reporter oh no (laughs) tim and another thing is that they spend like all day. She's like, she's actually being at this warehouse like all day because like, yeah, it's just a mess. The reporter is like, yeah, I won't put out the. I think it's like Thursday or Friday. The reporter's like, 
had told Tim or Tim thought that they weren't going to put out the article until like Sunday. So he had time to like see it. Mm -hmm. She wakes up the next day and her dad comes in and the article's already out. Well, and it's not good. Journalists, you know what I mean? (laughs) Can't trust them. She's not named in it because she asked not to be, but like basically the reporter's like, this is a mess. Also, like they're overworking these freelancers and probably not paying them enough. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. She completely misses her lunch with Brant and Deep, and they're very pissed off about it because they had, like, not only did they have plans, but, like, they were planning to, like, unveil it, kind of, so, like, people. Yeah. Uh, so she bails on that. Jared is pissed about the article, and he <sighs> essentially fires her. Nice. Tim sends out an email. I'm going to try and see if I can find it. Tim sends out another email. Not great. Uh, not helpful. <laughs> I forget what it says, but it's just... It's on page 265, I think. Maybe. He sends a lot of emails. Um, it's not good. Jared calls. So he's pissed because her report, he thinks her report's not good enough, and he basically fires her. She has a panic attack in her office. Uh, and then Mike calls, and Mike is like, you missed the meeting with Steve. He didn't know that I was meeting, why, why I was there. And also, none of the people, the other people that were on your list seem to know who you are. Because these were like connections. They were like friends of friends or like networking yeah. like people. But like she had reached out to her primary contact before them. Oh, no. And so that, so he's mad about that. And, oh, yeah, it is 265. He said, uh, it's been a rough couple months. Hopefully the goodie bags on your desk go a little way to smooth things over. <laughs> and it, it's basically just boilerplate. Like he's like, you don't think we listen and we're going to listen. And you don't, you guys feel expendable. We value you. It's just bullshit. Also, Justin, she takes out her jacket because she's had like an all-nighter. I think she, she pulls out the jacket that they gave her that's like embroidered. The <laughs> document that they gave the seamstresses was wrong. <laughs> her name is Dylan Delacroix. And I think it says like Dylan Smith, Dylan Rodriguez, something. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wrong. Oh, my God. Brandt is also wearing his it's jacket. so bad. It's so bad all around. Uh, and so she she gets in a fight with Mike. Like she's like I'm I'm like she's having a panic attack and she's like I'm overwhelmed and stuff. And she she's like he's like just tell me like what I can do to help you. And she says I hold it I hold it together uh, and I follow the rules and I'm reliable. And all it got me was a cyclone client and a bitch ass boss. <laughs> and a bitch ass boss. Yeah, Jared's a fucking bitch. Worse, I break a few small rules and I get a one night stand who is too nice for his own good and can't accept an apology without some long winded explanation, which I don't have time for, by the way. <laughs> oh, w- <laughs> which I don't have, by the way. And oh, yeah, floodlight in my decrepit ruin. Uh, she calls him like a an, a foolish optimist or something. She's mean to him <laughs> in this call. And he's like, look, I'm expending massive amounts of energy trying to reason with you right now, and I don't think it's getting anywhere. Sounds like you have some things to work out. Why don't you work those out independently? And she's like, great, thanks. That's what I've been trying to do. Yikes. And then the final thing, the, the cherry on top of her, the, the cherry on top of her shit Sunday is that Stacy is trying to go to get her master's in dental hygiene. And she has asked yeah. Dylan to write her a recommendation. And Dylan misses the deadline. And so now Stacy is going to have to wait an entire year to resend her application to apply for dental school. Gee. And Jesus Christ. Dylan's like, look, I'll, I'll call, I'll, we'll call them. I'm sorry. 
and 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 Stacy's like, "You're not being helpful. This isn't about you, and you suck." <laughs> Basically. Shit. So she gets home, and she's in a fluster. And Neil is home, and she unloads on Neil, and Neil is like, "Hey, look, you've taken on a lot of stuff. Like you're a good person. You didn't mean to do this." Also, stop promising things to people because you did let all those people down. Yeah. So it's a good pe- it's a good fair. pep talk, but also like a real bitch moment where she's just like, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Like, look, bitch. So she goes to it's it was Friday, and so she goes to Technicor on Saturday uh, to go get her stuff, so she's not uh, perp walked out on Monday. Unfortunate, and but yes. Tim and Steve are there, and. <laughs> Tim and Steve are there, and I think they're trying to set up a coffee machine because when he made the coffee stand on the top floor, he got rid of all the coffee machines. That's part of the problem. There's no coffee <laughs> machines anywhere. And so he's trying to set up coffee machines. Only on his yeah. floor. And so she talks to them, and they're like, why do you have a box of stuff? And she says, because my boss fired me. And Steve, the COO, goes, they can't just fire you, like – they can't fire our consultant without informing us, which is fair. Which makes, makes sense. perfect perfect sense. And they're like, also, you're doing a good job, so no, you're not fired. And Steve goes, I'm going to call Kaplan, John Kaplan, uh, who's the head of Kaplan and Associates, and, and we'll have a talk. And she has an idea that she proposes this idea that I think is pretty stupid, but basically... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the idea is she's like, what if Kaplan gave – basically, she's like, look, what if Technicor helps fund the sensor room for the Children's Museum? And Steve is yeah. like, that's a lot of money. And she says, what if we went even further and you guys partner with Crescent to develop the program and you give everyone in the office community service hours – so they get 10 workweek hours a quarter to spend off-site at Crescent and help them develop tech, install panels, run the room, whatever the museum needs. So she's basically like staff appreciation by saying you have to go do volunteer work. Yep. Which is not <laughs> – I get it. Staff appreciation. Like 10 hours a quarter you get to spend work time going somewhere else to do Doing work. stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite understand it. But Tim and Steve are on board. <laughs> So then she starts going on her grovel tour. She talks with Deep and Brandt, and she's like, look, I've been overwhelmed. I'm sorry. I fucked up. Also, like, they had maxed out their credit cards to help them get all the stuff for the retreat. And she mm-hmm. had messed up their reimbursements. She hadn't gotten them their reimbursements on time. And so she's like, oh, no. she's like, I talked to Steve about it. Here are your reimbursements. And because they are late, Steve added an interest on top of that so that you guys don't get the penalty for, you know, maxing out your credit card and not being paid off. Yeah. That's what's up. She gets them on board with the volunteering thing. Uh, Deep is pretty reluctant. She's like, mm, I don't actually want to do this because, like, all my ideas, like, no one's taken them seriously or done anything. And Brant's like, nah, I'm on board. You're just being uh, – Brant is like, you're just being stubborn, and I want to do this, so we're going to yeah. do this. <laughs> <laughs> she emails Mike. They're like a dynamic duo, those yeah, two. Yeah, she emails Mike, and she's like, look, I am going to get Technicore to help out with this. Because in addition to, like, fucking up the meeting with Mike, he had been planning on that meeting with Mike because he's got a gala coming up in a couple weeks. And now he's, like, got a gala with no funding and no sensory room. 
And she's like, yeah. Technicore is going to help with this. And he's like, look, here's... He basically gives her a brush off that's like... His email is, um, I'm going to basically brush you off to this person named Susan. And you can talk to her about what you guys are planning to do. Uh, and so she, he, he basically is just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Tim... I don't want to talk she to She talks you to Tim about the dental school thing. And he's like, look, I will make a call and I'll figure it out. And he makes a call that's like really long. Um, and he's like, hey, it's all figured out. <laughs> and so then um, she texts Stacy and she's like, hey, I know you're pissed, but I found a way to fix this. And we can meet up for coffee or you can be my date to Mike Scala. And if you think my apology is stupid, uh, you can throw a drink <laughs> at me and storm out like a real housewife and never speak to me again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good compromise that's a good deal to be honest yeah and uh stacy is like deal <laughs> <laughs> deal that's what i'm saying good 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 yeah. deal stacy's so stacy's pretty forgiving uh she goes home and her parents have invited the robinsons over oh. having like wine together oh my god like, her parents are just like eating dinner and like having wine with the robinsons you'll love to see it because neil blabbed that Dylan and Mike oh, the, got dirty. Then they did the yeah, and so the parent, oh, the shit. parents are on board uh, with this relationship. <laughs> They're like, we were fucking waiting all this time, dude. And so, also the one of his moms was complaining about this. Like, their dad like will like put the statues that he builds in their front lawn because he wants to he wants to yeah, them settle awkwardly uh, before he like gives them away. And yeah. so she was complaining about it at her job, and her boss was like, "Love it, make this happen for me. I want this at our site." <laughs> <laughs> i love it i want that and so she goes they have like wine and talk or whatever and uh she says hey why don't you guys help with the sensory room where like mike's mom's business can like help with some of the funding and also my dad can help build some of the stuff and like build some you know sculptures or whatever yeah. and they're all into it and uh her parents also kind of get in the family apologize for being flaky and not like flaky but they're like we're sorry that like we thought that like you could handle being like more independent because that seemed to be what you were into but yeah we didn't really realize that you were being independent because we were chaotic and it was stressing you out and we're sorry for that yeah big chaos energy yeah um and they also were like nicholas was the worst and you need to send him like a proper email saying that he was the worst they basically are like you've kind of not actually been like a boss babe i hate that phrase but she's like she's like oh i'm a businesswoman and i run things and i get people to do what i want and she kind of like after yeah. talking to her parents realizes that like she's actually super like wishy-washy and like beats around the bush so like tim's not doing what he needs mm -hmm. to do and so she's like oh what if you kind of sort of did like a this and so like that's why she's not getting <laughs> results because she's not actually being firm yeah and so her parents are like look you need to be more firm with nicholas because he won't leave you alone and so she says, she sends him an email that's like, I want us to communicate through email. Don't threaten me again with changing the locks. Yeah. Here are when my movers are coming. Here's when I'm going to return my key. Here's how you can contact me if there are any bills that I need to settle. And yeah, it honestly was kind of a shit email. I would have been like, also it's like super manipulative. And I honestly would have been more direct and been like, the way that you talk about my family is kind of fucked up. Like they're my family and I love them and you have no respect. Yeah. But she doesn't. <laughs> I guess she didn't want to go in on him. So then it's the night of the gala, and Deep and Brant rocked that shit. The room looks great. Like, it's not, like, fully set up because 
the screens that they need. Basically, the sensory room, they want it to be, like, an immersive experience where, like, they have screens on, like, every wall that, like, yeah, make it, like, you know, like, oh, it's, like, a rainforest or it's, like, a whatever or it's this or it's that. Yeah, sort of, like, put you in that environment. Yeah. He even said he wanted, like, misters and shit. Yeah, and so the those screens take more than, like, a couple weeks to ship, and so they just have, like, smaller screens. <laughs> but it's still a pretty cool space. Like, it's enough for, like, investors yeah, yeah, and yeah. funders to, like, get a feel for the space. Stacy arrives. She looks hot. And she finds out that, like, the reason that Tim's phone call uh, with the dental school took so long was because Tim hacked their system to make it look like a glitch happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's right tim use your powers for good so that they thought a glitch happened that like no one's something happened and so she her, her application was yeah, fine yeah, yeah. and then jared shows up and jared is like what are you doing here i fired you you're not supposed to be here and she's like well this is actually like the children's museum's event so like i can do what i want <laughs> yeah suck a dick jared and he's like no i fired you you need to leave and Tim and Steve arrive with John and Estelle Kaplan, who run Kaplan and Associates. It's a mother and son. And Steve, (laughs) Steve and uh, in front of the Kaplans, Steve and Tim introduce themselves to Jared. (laughs) (laughs) And Tim's like really hamming it up where Jared tries to be like, oh, we've met. Like, I've, I've been here. This Maybe we just haven't. And Tim's like, no, I've never seen you before. I've never met you before. Dylan in my life. is great. She's awesome. <laughs> never met you before, though. Weird. Get fucked, Jared. And like, Jared's getting like redder and redder and like flustered and stuff. And so Tim keeps being like, "Do you need water? Like, should I grab you some water? Do you need to sit down? Are you okay?" <laughs> yes. So he tries to pretend that he's already been at Technicor, and the Kaplan's Estelle Kaplan, who's like amazing, she is like, "Oh, you were here when you were." Well, he's like, you know, I've been at Technicore and John, John Kaplan is like, ah, I think Jared is leaving. Just tell me before you go, how was the golf vacation or your trip to Mexico or that visit to your mom's place in Florida? <laughs> and Jared's like, huh? <laughs> what now? I've been here. <laughs> I've been what? in Seattle this whole time. What do you mean? And this entire time. Basically, Jared has been on vacation the whole time because he was supposed to be in Seattle. Yeah. And so... She realizes, Dylan realizes, that Jared has been on vacation the whole time. And the reason that, like, he was having her do these reports that, like, would take, like, multiple people was because no one else knew that he wasn't there. Oh, uh, what a dickhead, Because he couldn't be in dude. the Houston office because they thought he was in Seattle. And obviously yeah. he wasn't in Seattle because, like, fuck that place. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets spectacularly fired where... You love to see it. <laughs> where Estelle is, like... I think you should leave within the next. She said, I'll do you a favor. I'd hate to ruin your career. So I'll give you 10 seconds to leave before I call security. And John's like, you heard her. And Jared keeps being like, oh, I, I, I don't think that I should. And Estelle's just like, one, two. <laughs> That's some real, like, boss bad, bad bitch energy. And Jared, like, he, he keeps, like, complaining. And Steve goes, dude, this isn't time for you to, like, argue. This is, like, your time to get out. Like, to get to the party. <laughs> yeah. He tries to like be like, I'll see you guys Monday. Even you're fired. No, you won't. <laughs> you're fired. Uh, you won't. He won't see us Monday. And you know, leaves being like, get out of my way. Fuck this. <laughs> and so then the Kaplans are like, Hey, you've been doing a great job. We've seen the stuff that you've been doing. Also part of the reason that Jared was having her do these 
these very like elaborate reports was so that when he went to like when he like joined in on like uh conference calls about what was happening at Technicore, he knew what was happening. Yeah. What a yeah. fuck. <laughs> what a fuck uh, he is. And so the Kaplans are like, look, we want to hire you. We we have a new they're like, look, we've you know, already got someone in place for Jared's position. And she's like, Oh, that's fast and they're like, It's you, bitch. Like, obviously. <laughs> you. It's you, dummy. And Technicore, Tim and Steve are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we were going to hire her to be, like, I think our chief, like, strategy, strategic officer or whatever. Yeah. And so they're, like, fighting over her. And the Kaplans go, no, you're not just going to be a junior associate. We're going to make you a partner. And you get to open up the Seattle office. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get to open up the Seattle oh, office. shit. And Tim Tim goes to Steve, and he's like, he's like, whoa, 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 wait. We can't compete with that one. We can't compete with that one. What do we do? And so, basically, the compromise that they come to is that she is going to open the Seattle office of Kaplan and be a permanent mm-hmm. consultant for Technicore. Uh, so, she kind of gets to do both. That's what's up. That's yeah. awesome. And so, then, you know, the whole time that this has been happening, like, Mike is... Mike was, like, trying to make his way over to her, but then she got rounded up in this whole thing. And so, yeah. finally, like, they're like, oh, looks like that handsome man over there wants to talk to you. Which I was like, ugh. Gross. <laughs> 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 and she finally gets to talk to Mike. And he is like, look, I got a confession to make. Susan, the employee that I told you was going to be helping you, is actually our mailroom person. Because I kind of thought you were just going to mail a check. <laughs> <laughs> So Susan also gets a promotion because she, like, obviously, like, this event has gone spectacularly. Yeah. And so she apologizes with a weird thing about, she's like, oh, I thought that I needed, like, Nicholas's structure, but I I don't, honestly, at this point, I was over it because I was bored. <laughs> but she was basically like, I thought that I needed his structure, and I thought that, like, you, you didn't have enough structure, but, like, you have all the structure I need, and... I, you, you're better than any list. Again, no lists were no present. Lists were present. <laughs> and he, they get back together and they kiss, and then he he kisses Yay. her, and then she notices that their families are watching, and he's like, "I knew that they were going to be watching." Neil's not. <laughs> Neil's bad at secrets. Um, and then they they kiss, and she could. The final line of the book is, she could check the perfect kiss off her list. This, I wish I would have saw that list. I don't know what list she's talking about. <laughs> the list in her head. But a list of what? A bucket list, maybe. Anyway, that's the end of the book. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was the whole thing. I'm going to take a sip of water. Mm. Mm, delicious water. So. Uh, the, 40, the 40% I read was kind of mid. Okay, the 40% you read, how many stars? Solid two, one and a half. Yeah, I'm like a one and a half or a two. How was my <laughs> um, retelling of the last 50%, 60% of the book? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. Out of Seemed five. like it was pretty spot on. Oh, out of yeah. five? Two. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Solid two. <laughs> um, yeah, it. Oh, you want me to give it a three? You said I gave too many threes. I'm going to give it a two. And I just half. didn't think you gave enough, like, four. I I don't know. You know, we, we've only read, like, six books, but. Yeah. Dude. Have any of them been fours to you? Um. You gave a three and a half for one I of feel them. like no exit might have been a four. 
No Exit. Maybe Girl Gone Viral. Yeah, that's fair. No Exit was one. Girl Gone Viral yeah. was really good, yeah. I think I gave Girl Gone Viral a three and a half. Mm. I don't know. I, it just. Give it a seven. It's just one of those. I think that what, what, what truly bothers me about this book is just that, like, the title makes no sense. The title has nothing to do with the book. Yeah. Like, don't tell me that she, like, loves ti- lists. <laughs> show me. And then not show me that she loves yeah. this. Like, you know I want to see, like, oh, man, I wanted to make a list of, of this. And then, like, actually show me a list. Also, I didn't care about Technicore. Uh, the characters did not speak yeah. to me. Uh, I'm sure this is... There's people out here. This is someone's cup of tea. Yeah. This is someone's, like, shit. Just... I think for I can speak for both of us when we say this was not this was not it, Chief. This was not it. This was truly not the vibe. Like I Yeah. Truly not the vibe. Like I just not saying that if you wanted to read this, you shouldn't read it. Cause I mean Go for it. You should read it if yeah, you go for it. Like no one's gonna like if you think you would like it read yeah. and then you can give us your opinions on if you actually enjoyed it or if you have the same thought processes as we had but uh this was honestly just it was a rough one even outside of my mental health <laughs> because like I, it also took me a while to read like remote control like i don't think i started reading remote control until monday yeah but even i got through that in a day yeah it was fast like it was a book that just like it's not the length of the book. It's like how much it immerses you in into the story. And this yeah. book just did not immerse me into the story. I was not immersed. I did not feel immersed into this one. Yeah, I did not. I didn't feel like I was. I was. I was there with her at Technicore. Yeah, you know what I mean, like no exit. Not like, that I would have wanted. <laughs> no to No exit. Like kept me on my toes. <laughs> and like there were moments where I was like, yeah. Darby, I don't understand your choices, baby girl. <laughs> but like. I still had that, but like this was just like, oh, she. But it's still all meshed together. Yeah, like, but this one, Dylan was just like, oh, she exists. Cool. Also, <laughs> she not exists. really sure why they had a third sister because she was not there. Yeah, they mentioned her like twice, maybe. When she breaks up with Nicholas, her sister texts her sister Billy texts her and says that Nicholas is a toad. <laughs> That's I it. just if you think this book might be your cup of tea then like go for it like Justin said more power, more power to, to, you, to you in all honesty this one was I'm I'm not I wasn't I wasn't about it I am excited for what we have coming for up really. next week we are going to be reading uh, After Dark uh, by After Dark. Haruki Murakami Murakami this is Justin's yep. pick I don't know what it's about they won't know what it's about until next week either no unless they nope <laughs> unless they yeah, read it, it um i was trying to find uh what the genre was but i, I can't remember what it is right now i can look up the genre but it, it's i'm already yeah. in the book club uh, it is s- magical realism surrealist literary criticism oh, surrealist some begin some crazy yeah. yeah justin did you have any other thoughts feelings opinions they needed to tell um, before we head out this week we need a good like we need um, a good like like thing to like end on. We haven't found our like We haven't found our our our, our outro uh groove yet, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But that's okay. Um I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> 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 you know what say to um no 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 um 
thanks again for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, once again, if you want to read this book, you can read it. Are you doing our always outro? Always email us. What? No, I was just like saying stuff. Oh, but okay. I mean, it just felt like our like the outro, like the the boilerplate <laughs> that I read every week. No, 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 no. Go ahead. See, now I forgot what I was you saying. You said if you want to read along with us. Yeah, if you want to read along with us, you can do that. But also, you can always email us, like, and hit us in the DMs on Instagram. This sounds like my outro. Um, okay. Maybe I was doing an outro a little bit. Do you want to? Do you want to? You want to <laughs> off the cuff do an outro? I'm always afraid to do the outro off the cuff. I'm like, I'm gonna forget. Like, I'm. No. Well, yeah. Well, now I'm. I'm gonna keep forgetting because you interrupted. Well, you've me. never read it before. I know. I didn't even have it pulled up. I, I was just up. going straight for it. I have it pulled up. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to read it? We we love you guys, and we hope <laughs> that you continue to listen. You can find us on Instagram at what did we just read, Twitter at what did we read, or you can email us at what we read podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to read along with us, see what books are coming up, or grab a copy of a book we've already read, you can check out our uh, book club page on Amazon Book Clubs. Just search for what did we just read. Uh, if you love us, give us a five-star review. I don't think anybody's done that yet. Uh, share it with your friends. We do have friends who listen to this podcast, and we love them. Uh, and yes. we also have people like in like India. Like We've had people listen to us from like totally insane Yeah, that places. was pretty cool. Um, but definitely keep listening to us. Uh, we will see you next week with After Dark. Justin, tell the people what they've won. I don't know. They haven't won anything. <laughs> a brand new car. <laughs> nope. No, I lied. We didn't. You didn't win a brand new car. Yeah. Hope you guys have a great week, month, year, minute, minute hour. Second. That's our thing. Day, that's our thing that we second. Ended. Yeah, that's our thing. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. We will see you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.